0: hi there hello it's nice
1: to see you it's late
0: it is late and i'm also um this much into a glass of wine
1: uh was that filled to the brim or is it just uh oh it was filled to the very very brim are you a brim filler no when not, it comes not, not to usually
0: a... not usually i am usually a, a, a barely like two fingers at the bottom of a glass this is a bottle we opened before we left um, and so I, I wasn't convinced that it was still going to be potable, as
1: they say. So you, so you were just taking one for the team.
0: Well, I just poured it all out because I thought, if it's no good, I can throw it away,
1: and, and if it's good,
0: I'll just drink it. So, and um, have you decided yet? I'll make a final call at the end of the glass. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things.
1: I'm Simon Ellis.
0: And I'm Lee Miller.
1: Welcome to Midlifeing.
0: I noticed that we had a lovely uh, email in the inbox. Did you see that? I did. I did. I was, and I'm using that as a segue to say,
1: how are you? Well, um, I do feel like I've, um, my life has dominated this podcast in the last weeks. Probably not surprisingly, really. I
0: don't really think this is a thing that we should be apologetic about.
1: Yeah, it's either going to be me or you, isn't it? Um, how am I? We buried Gabriel on Thursday, so it's Saturday here now and it was a brilliant day you know But it's interesting it's been very very warm for this time of year um and there's you can't really unless you've been to new zealand maybe australia you can't really get a sense of the sharpness of sunlight here it's there's a kind of lucidity or no there's a kind of Oh, it's so particular, and I don't really know why. Except I suspect the massive hole in the ozone layer has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's it's
0: so find <laughs> I don't know why I'm that find that funny.
1: It's not clarity. It's
0: your conny is being baked.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and it is really it's harsh it's harsh Mm. and beautiful so we've had we've had a string of days like that and then that was how thursday started um for mums for gabriel's funeral and um yeah kind of amazing um just i just don't know the words other than utterly surreal and then the most it's it was the most out of body experience one could imagine whilst also being kind of smothered in the um in the in all the um comings and goings you might say of a of a human body under stress heart rate shaking limbs you know all the sort of just basic sort of adrenal type um sort of physical responses so but then also as if it wasn't happening to my body. It was pretty extraordinary. And then we we buried her. We um, took her to uh, the cemetery, which is not far from where Mum's home is. And then we, four of us, lowered her, physically lowered her into the grave, uh, as opposed to that kind of electronic. And she was very clear that she didn't want um, any uh, fake grass. And then... um, there were four shovels there, and a big heap of earth and we proceeded to fill her grave.
0: when you say that you proceeded to fill her grave? it's not a performative act. You don't put a couple of shovels in the walk away, and then somebody comes along with the digger you, you the four of you properly committed to the inter yes
1: by her um, dad did this, and mum wanted the same uh that you we did that labour. With the two grave diggers uh, around the corner in their high-vis vests. <laughs> Watching. Basically must be thinking, go for it. <laughs> Gives us. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it's, um, that is a special, special thing to do. I mean, there was the ceremonial thing with just a little shovel. You know, a little tiny, little uh, hoe, ho- ho, I guess. No, that no, hoe's not right. Uh, what do you call those little ones? Trowel. Trowel? Mm-hmm. So that everyone who wanted to got to. And then, um, yeah, so we did that sort of ceremonial. But when we started on the shovels, um, that that particular thud oh. of the um, dirt hitting the top of her casket. Not a coffin, a casket.
0: Okay, what's the difference for you there?
1: Well, my understanding, I haven't uh, duck, duck goed this, but my understanding is that a casket is basically a rectangle and a coffin has that shape that a coffin is shaped with a slightly outward it's basically got six sides as opposed to four Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes right okay is
1: that your understanding um i
0: i haven't thought about it because um i think well my i I tend to think about it in relationship to americans using the word casket um and then i think about these yes absolutely oblong shapes but they're, they're like they—they they always strike me as being like cruise liners for the dead. They're huge and they're full of satin, and then they have this like kind of huge big dome, and they're really like glossy. And so, in my head, a casket is something that is kind of um, like—I uh, was going to say aspirational, but I hope never to be in one. Um, I would definitely. So you have no open.
1: aspirations to.
0: No, I don't have any aspirations to go into the a, a big cruise liner. I, I, I'm i not saying here that I don't have aspirations to die. I absolutely do.
1: Yes, the biggest difference between a casket and uh, versus a coffin is the shape. Right. Caskets are one big rectangle that have four sides. Mm-hmm. Coffins are tapered at the feet and the head. The mm-hmm. and, and wide at the shoulders, coffins have six sides. So, yes, mm. it's… Uh... You
0: were absolutely right.
1: <laughs> Well, I—I I mean, I must say, me. I mean, I—I—it I, was just because I heard someone saying that while well, in the various preparations that went on before mm. Thursday.
0: And your mum opted for for a casket over a coffin.
1: Yes, she wanted a very plain casket, mm-hmm. and this was plain but beautifully built um, with just rope handles. It's just the most abstract, concrete thing in the yeah. world. I—I I can't
0: begin to imagine simon the uh i don't even think there are words for 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 what the the thing that's happening in your head right now and your body oh sweet man
1: yeah it's really uh yeah mm. it's uh I, I, yeah just i was i don't know whether you can be adequately prepared but i was woefully prepared for size of the hole i don't mean the one we put her in <laughs> um but i mean in my heart, in heart. i just i just it, it you know it feels so different from from when dad died and as i've said but i and i think that's got to do with you know effectively as uh as so many people have said this last week you know that we're orphans now is it that?
0: Because I do, I, I've been thinking about this and, and possibly it's because I saw a picture of you and your brother and I was struck by the age difference between you and your brother. He looks older than you. You mean we look different? You No, I mean he looks older. You look very similar. But he looks like an older uh, version of you. And I, yeah. I I was wondering if this sense of, um I don't even know what the word is, the, the thing that you're just trying to find the edges of the words for, um, is to do with being yeah. an orphan or is it to do with being so much closer to death yourself? Because 27 is a long <laughs> way away from it. In the, you know... In the normal. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. people die well before that and, and 27 is a long way away from, what you, 53 now? Yeah, yeah, thank 53. you. that's okay. For reminding you or for knowing. too dear due. I just wondered if it was if it was your. <laughs>
1: I love that in Italian. Tutti e due. You can say if, you, if, if there's five, you say tutti e cinque. All in five, all in two. In this case, just means both. We have an international audience. Uh, we Fails do. And Uls
0: we do, we do. Um, I was just looking at the list of people who've been listening to us around the world this morning and laughing to myself, thinking, what <laughs> is that person doing listening to these two fucking idiots?
1: There's a, a friend of to mine today, oh, so great, doesn't it? It is a little bonkers. <laughs> 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 and I didn't know what she was talking about, frankly. I was uh, I'm offended. quite, I am appalled bonkers. <laughs> totally. If, if you're listening out there, don't listen anymore. You're I want you to know, whoever you
0: are who said bonkers to Simon, right now I am clutching my pearls in horror.
1: <laughs> I put pearls on and, specially uh, so I could clutch them. What well, if you didn't, didn't imagine Lee to be a pearl clutcher? He is indeed someone who clutches pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Never something sounded more euphemistic than that. <laughs>
0: Okay, so my question was a serious question, which was the surrealness, the experience that you're you're in the middle of right now. I wondered if it was not just that you're an orphan, but also because you are that much closer. So to... close.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just by the way, I'm just watching a little fantail um, uh, bathe itself in a little bird bath outside my window, and it, it is, let's say, shaking its tail feather. It's it's spectacular. <laughs> Oh my goodness um it's quite a rainy day so it's uh <laughs> it's, so it's coming in doing this little <laughs> shake and then back off to the tree back to the bath um i think yeah i think uh i think that's right i think i i think that's right it's a it's a kind of a, an an exposure or a vulnerability that um yeah. is hard to prepare for but yeah. but at the same time um it's also just a really simple part which is uh you know, which we touched on last week, which is, you know, she bathed me, she fed me, she taught me to, and and it's very hard to imagine this world, this planet, without her on it. Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's beyond sense. It's so destabilizing. It's it's like I'm. It is very much like when I'm walking, the ground is moving beneath me. It's a. It, Unbelievably destabilising.
0: And you've spent such a long time away from home. I wonder, does that turn up this experience? I wonder, is there?
1: Well, my life and home are in in the yeah. UK. Yeah, because that's another um, thing with, of destabilisation. With, with Boris. <laughs> say, say it again. I was just you just <laughs> you really threw me then because I
0: thought you were going to say Lil. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Boris? Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking giant <laughs> haystack who lives at the uh, in. Oh, don't. Hey, oh
1: stack. <laughs> yes, um, no, um, ULs and FLs. I am not in a relationship with Boris Johnson. Um, yeah, the only way. Yes, one who my isn't. life. That's <laughs> yes, right. We've had four children together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so your
0: life is is in a in yeah. A different my lifespan. life
1: and yeah, exactly. And um, for sure, I'm, I want to be home, but I also. Also, um, oh, Lee. it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's model. It's quintessential ambivalence in the sense that when I go, when I leave, I—I I worry that it will close the door on her even more strongly, and I don't want. To. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to, eh so yeah it's another kind of you know the sort of degrees of door banging Mm -hmm. and so here it feels like the door you know sorry about the metaphor but it's still open you know I'm here she's just next door and that's her room and um, I'm here by myself this weekend actually which is really lovely just to I was going to say wallow. It's not quite right, actually. I'm not wallowing at all, really. Soak. Soak. Hmm. Thank
0: you. That's okay. It's close to wallow, isn't it? But it's not quite. It doesn't have the emotional sort of tenor to it. You're soaking in it.
1: Well, wallowing also feels it's it's sort of close to pity. Like self-pity.
0: Yeah. I tend Do you to think... I know what you mean. I was just... I was hearing... When you said wallow, I was thinking like a hippo. Was, yes. Yeah, I was thinking that, like, you know, I think we can be so hard on ourselves. I don't want to wish it away is yeah, what i Yeah, yeah. But we can't be so hard on ourselves with the kind of language that we offer. Like wallowing is somehow bad. I was struck by the kindness of the message from Mandy that was sent to to our info at midlifing inbox. Nicely done. Thanks. <laughs> I was trying Nicely to be simple. We're big but, on advertising in the spot So big, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't forget to uh, like
1: and subscribe. Sign up to Squarespace. <laughs> Go to our Patreon account, uh, which we don't. And probably. you can find a mattress there as well, probably. <laughs> But I,
0: what I, what I thought was really lovely in the email that Mandy sent was that she reminded you to be kind to yourself, and then she said, mm. "Always be kind to yourself." Like this, you're not just this, now. This shouldn't be a moment where you're just kind to yourself, and it it, it reminded me, you know, as you know, my mum and her spreadsheet.
1: Ah, oh, Gabriel's joined it.
0: Gabriel's joined the spreadsheet, and uh, and she has. because oh, Lee. Because my mum knows, um, but. Another person has joined the spreadsheet as well recently, a, a, a woman who lives around the corner from my mum and dad. Um, oh. And she, she's she been poorly for a very long time, five or six years. So, so this has been a very long illness. And my mum and dad went round to see her, her widower. And they went round as soon as they heard, and they, they popped their head around the door and said, We'll be back in a couple of weeks, because you'll have lots of people pestering you now, but they'll forget in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with soup then. And it, it feels like that, that thing that Mandy was talking about is a bit like Irene and Norman's soup in a couple of weeks. That, and, it, and, it, and the reason I'm thinking about it is because of you saying wallowing. And it's just the yeah. idea that we're supposed to fast forward to the point where we're better. We're done now. Congratulations. The ceremony's happened and now we move on with our life.
1: Yeah, there's a certain part of me that thinks that when I leave, when I've packed my bags and left here, that I it, um, this period of my life stops, <laughs> uh, will have stopped, uh, yeah. and it must. I, I can't stay here, um, and nor do I want to. Yeah, I mean, Mum was really she was every time I every time I was crying with her, she she was you know partly because her Christian faith was. You know, very, very strong. So she she didn't she just kept saying, "I will be with you," like it. She didn't mean that as some kind of memory. Uh, she understood that as a as a thing, hmm. not a uh, not a strange piece of magic. Um, and I don't think she was saying that just to comfort me either, although I suspect she damn well wanted to. Strange, isn't it?
0: Well, she didn't stop being your mum just because she was poorly.
1: Well, that was—I mean—that was bloody—that was bloody evident right up to the end. It was uh, actually—that was—I actually wrote in the eulogy that sort of—I was filled with awe by that. Actually, I. I, Yeah. Wow. Wow. Talk about if you—if you could ever be cynical about love, you know. Boy, you're getting rapped on the head with it. Um I don't mean in any I mean, it sounds it's just not right to say it like that, but yeah, it's just just, and just brilliantly in front of your eyes, you know, hmm. perfectly in front of your eyes.
0: Mm. I was thinking about cynicism on the drive home today. Yeah. I was thinking that I feel that as I get older I get less and less capable of holding cynicism in my body.
1: Oh, that's so so interesting.
0: I just I can only seem to negotiate <laughs> through the landscape of of things that feel uh, full of truth, and I and I I sort of don't recognise my response to things. Oh, it's quite it's quite and what, weird.
1: And what, do you? That, but that's do you think that's just? What? Well, yeah. How? Why is that? I think it's just getting. What's older. changed? I
0: think it's I think it's getting older and and. I was, I was thinking, uh, so I've been working this week on a, um, a but What about getting, what... Oh, sorry, go on, yeah, go on. Mm, no, go ahead and ask the question. I was going to talk
1: nonsense. What, what, what is it about that getting older that makes that possible, though?
0: Oh, I, I have no idea. I just think it's, a, I think it's an artifact of getting older. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I just was um, thinking about it. I've been directing a play this week. That's what I've been doing. Um, <laughs> something I don't do often. Um, but every now and then I do. So Is I was it King Lear. <laughs> no, it's a, a new play by a new playwright, um, and I was directing it um,
1: uh-huh.
0: because, because that's one of the things that I do occasionally. Um, and it's just a table read. It's a it's a, a, a very new piece of work uh, by a very new playwright. And we were talking at some point. It's set in Manchester, so it's it's got a very Mancunian edge and tone. And somebody then said, one of the cast members said, um, like, like Liam Gallagher. And I was like, oh, no, that that's not right. And that then took us into this conversation about trying to hold on to something cynical and angry and bitter in older age. <laughs> and it just not really working. So it, it kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't look good on you. That sense of that kind of that swagger, that, um, that kind of bad boy thing. Of youth. Of youth. It's a, it's a very youthful thing. And when you, when you try to hold on to it <laughs> past you. youth, it just looks, <laughs> it, it, it looks <laughs> forced and a little bit. Yeah. It just, it, it led to a conversation about the idea of, of, of cynicism being a young, a young person's game. That actually, when you try to be cynical, uh, when you're when you have more miles on the clock, it just looks. Mm. It doesn't look cynical and cool. It doesn't look. It comes bitter. Yeah. And I and I was oh. and as I was. And you don't t- want to be bitter, is that? What yeah. you? Well, it wasn't so much that I didn't want to be bitter. It was more that having this conversation with you know people who were less than half my age, um, <laughs> I just found it really interesting to be thinking and then thinking about this idea that. Actually, I don't think I carry cynicism in quite the same way that I, you know, Mm. as a badge of honor of like, you know, because I'm (laughs) none of this matters because everything feels like it matters. Did you want to spend your love? Did you want to be profligate <laughs> with yours? It was a serious question that got derailed by silliness.
1: Well, it's, you know, that's you're trying to live up to the... Uh, <laughs>
0: trying to live up yeah. to our tagline.
1: To our tagline, exactly. Um, oh, I think the short answer is yes. Mm. That, oh, it's too short. It's way too short to be splitting hairs, I should say, on um, stuff that really doesn't matter, really doesn't matter. I could spend my days, you know, scrapping and and, and digging my uh, fingers or hanging on to a particular perspective, but really, for what? You know, so I, I wonder, I wonder, um, even as a challenge, you might say, um... One of the things that happened, uh, we have a very old friend whose name is Liesel. Liesel Prendergast. She used to babysit us. Was a very dear friend of Gabriel's, my mother's, for a long, long time, but maybe thirteen, fourteen years younger. Um, so they must have met when Liesel was early twenties, mum mid thirties, mid to late thirties, and um, Liesel speaks Te reo Maori. And uh she's also a singer and she performed this poteri um as we as we carried mum's casket into the cemetery. And a poteri is and uh, it'll be in the show notes, but she describes it as a challenge. And uh I love this. I love the use of the word challenge. Like what challenges are there to uh, are there for this, this body. Entering the cemetery, about to be as we say laid to rest um anyway this this the sound of her voice singing this polteri is uh just oh, tingling, I mean it's wow, I don't know how I got there, except the word challenge just uh hooked me. Mm. I suppose we laid down
0: a challenge to ourselves over a year ago now, didn't we? <laughs> and I think, in lots of ways, Simon, this time with you has been a, a, a process of becoming more profligate with my love.
1: Oh, Lee Miller, that is a beautiful thing to say.
0: Well, it just—it feels—it feels that this has gone from something that was it grew out of a it grew out of a, a work responsibility which we still have and I'm still shit at um
1: <laughs> to not all the time oh, no i've actually been quite good this week <laughs> you have indeed you've just you've carried it just just, just to this be clear
0: week. just this week though let's not make <laughs> let's not make a habit of it um <laughs> but you know then then it became then it became like a, a um a challenge, but not—I don't think—the kind of challenge that you've just been talking about. But a challenge to see if we could, if we could find ourselves in the conversation. And then over time, it's become a joy, hmm. a true joy to to step into this space every week. And I can't tell you, Simon, how honoured I am to have been in these conversations with you, particularly over the last the last month, which I know have been at turns uh, ridiculous and uh, hilarious. I'm thinking about licking maple syrup off your cables. Um, <laughs> off my what? <laughs> I know, <that> <laughs> You heard me. He um, said cables, didn't said you? said cables, <laughs> yeah. Um, to yeah. just, you know... Yeah, and brutal. Yeah, heartbreakingly open and honest. And it's just been a, a real a real honor and a real joy not that i yeah a real joy
1: so thank you oh uh, i would love to say it's been a pleasure but it's mm. um God, no. i mean these conversations have been but yeah not I, the last um, month i do i do feel like i've been run over i mean <laughs> it's just extraordinary not you know physically i'm I'm in, body's in reasonable shape and all that sort of stuff not not physically painful but yes that's amazing um but, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I, I haven't really paid so much attention to listening to them like the way you do always because of editing, but um, uh, I wonder what kind of uh, kind of diary they become, you know, mm. a sort of strange sort of archive of, or, or uh, I don't know, I don't know if that's the right word either, but,
0: yeah. Again, I think there is a profligacy of love in the, in the sharing of these conversations with people beyond ourselves, both the people that we know, but also, you know, those people who are in Russia, that I just find delightful that somebody that I have never met in a part of the world that I have never been to each week sits down and <laughs> listens to this nonsense. And I can't think of it as anything other than a total act of love. And it humbles me. Mm. much like you being able to
1: <laughs> I mean I feel so far away right now I have to say I, feel, I mean it's been strange to keep doing this but I feel so far away from our usual lives mm. uh, it's, I mean something about the time of year of course and and of course what's been going on but yeah yeah it's really, it's really uh, uh, I love what you've just said I love hearing that um, and so, yeah, what you're saying there about kind of openness or, and also love, I think, uh, that what, a, uh, yeah, to be in the world like that, like to me, if we talk about aspirations as opposed to being, you know, buried in a coffin versus a casket, uh, I, I think, um, I, I would love to find ways to become more and more like that as I get older. Ka taiti, ka ruati, ka haere mai te puti tore, Kārona Kārona no hotki te kiwi, kiwi, hei wai, takitaki, nopi, nopa, ka rua mai, ka e ana te whetu, ka e ana te marama, ko te ti o re, re heki heki
0: te manuki tonu tauranga, ti he